Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. Dude, that's awesome. Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life. I'm Jeff. I'm Brent. And we are in part four of our Ephesian series tonight, finishing chapter two. Oh, wait, not finishing chapter two, but that's okay. Just about finishing. Coming close. Yeah, we're getting there. We're winding down. We're just about a third of the way through the book now. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Christ, our peace, and how the only way to have peace with God is through belief in the Son and by what Jesus did. And uh, what he basically gave up so that we could then be united with with God and him. And uh, we're really excited tonight. I mean, this is, we're just reading it right before we come on and we're just getting rocked. Just reading it out loud is just unbelievable. She tried to do that sometime. I think it'd be a good idea. Like what, you know, if you have to get alone, private somewhere, just sit and read the Bible aloud. <laughs> because some, when you hear it, you know, some people are auditory learners or whatever. But to read it out loud, I think it forces you to pay attention to what, what's there. And uh, I know I was reading it out loud and getting more out of it than if I was just sitting looking at the yeah. words. Isn't you know, that funny? Yeah, it's weird because it's like... I don't know why that is. It, it silences the other voices maybe in your head. I don't know, but uh, uh, it, it's great, man. Do you have voices in your head, Jeff? No. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, if you have your Bible, if you're if you're nearby a Bible, you can pull it out and open up to Ephesians chapter two verses eleven through let's say eighteen. Call it eighteen. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice stopping point for tonight. And um, we got lots of great music for you. We have several double plays to get to, and um, you'll be so glad to hear them. I'm sure because that's what you like about the altar life is the word of God and great Christian music. Am I right? You're absolutely correct. And, uh, Jeff, I'm, I've been rocked by this Ephesians series just thinking about the amount of amazingness that Christ, <laughs> that Christ gives us and, and has come in our way. And uh, tonight, talking about how he's reconciled us to himself. You're listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, let's get right into it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the faith, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. I love how Paul brings in the Gentiles here, you know, you know, Paul obeyed the Great Commission. You know, he started in the synagogues. He started Judea, Samaria, and then went to the uttermost parts. And, uh, you know, talking to the Gentiles here, talking to the ones that have been grafted in, um, it's it's neat to see, you know, I'm one of those, and I'm thankful that <laughs> that I have an opportunity to know my Savior uh, because I was one who was afar off. You know, it says in verse 13. Um, and now I have the opportunity to be, to be uh, in a relationship with Jesus and, um, you know, and how Christ has, has bridged the gap uh, between being just not just something for the Jewish people, but being able to save anyone who believes. And, uh, you know, that, that's what this, this passage is kind of talking about right here and how the Gentiles who were far off um, have been had an opportunity to come know the Savior. And then he says, but now in Christ Jesus, you know, you were afar off, but now 
Uh, like there's another yeah. but, right? <laughs> Last week button. we talked about, um, but God, you know, in the midst of us being dead, but God gave us life, you know, and here we are far off, but now Christ, you know, came through his blood, you know, he did it on the cross and continuing to talk about the cross of the power that the cross had to be able to reconcile, not just those chosen ones of Israel, right? But anyone who believed, you know, thinking about, um, just thinking about all the people who he reached when he was on on in his public ministry, walking the walking the on the walking the world, yeah. <laughs> walking around the world, yeah. <laughs> who he reached, walking around the world, talking to um, and drawing people to himself. And man, I'm so thankful that I was one of those people who drew me to himself through his grace. We're in Ephesians chapter two, and um, we're in the middle of an Ephesians series. If you want to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com is where you can stay caught up. You can go back and listen to the first three episodes as we have been moving along through Ephesians. Now we're getting to the end of chapter two. And uh, Brent and I are having a great time. Hopefully you are as well. And um, moving on through you know, verse 13, but now, as Brent was saying, in Christ Jesus, you were once... You who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Man, Paul's really sticking it to me and Brent tonight. <laughs> we're having a hard time reading the verses. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? Whoa, man, so many words. It's like, whoa. Uh, but that's what's so deep about this stuff. That's why we, we it's almost futile to try to, uh, to try to delve deep into Ephesians in the two hours that we have. But uh, I think God is just blessing the effort, and uh, that's usually how it is with the Christian walk. I think God blesses the effort, not necessarily the results that come with it. Uh, but in verse fourteen, for He Himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. You know that enmity, that that the deadness versus the life of God. You know that that God provides. There's a contrast there, and there's this great gulf fixed, like it says in the in the the gospels when Jesus is talking about you know there's this thing that separates and it cannot be moved but now you know before it was this is what we were like but God did this in spite of that and it was like we used to be like this but now we're like this because of Jesus you know it all comes full circle here um, verse 14 of tonight it says for he himself is our peace it's just him and uh you know, that's contrary to what the world's preaching. Um, you want peace? Here's a little something. Here's a little something to suck on. Yeah. Here's a little something to drink. Yeah. Here's a little something to read. You know, there's so much weird theology and weird philosophy out there that can make your mind at ease. You know, here's that exercise program that if you just follow it and twist your body all around, you'll feel <laughs> peaceful um, until you wake up yeah. and then you're back to your normal self again. Um, they preach tolerance and think that means peace. All you need is just yeah. a Caribbean vacation, man, <laughs> just sitting on the beach and hearing the waves crash. You know, and there's, all those things are great, but it's not the peace of that's going on inside when you lay your head down at night. You know, and you lay, lay your head in the pillow and you just and you're thinking about stuff. You know, what are you? What are you? Are you at peace? Is there something going on there? Um, are you spinning something? Are you just trying to figure out what is the point of all this? You know. Um, I know there's been many times in my life where I just haven't experienced peace. You know, it was, I just, you know, it's just that thing that's weighing heavy. And, um, 
And I can imagine not ha- going through that with Christ because that's me with Christ, you know, just, you know, just confused about my circumstances. But not having peace at all in your heart, just completely being dead and just not being reconciled to Jesus. Man, I can't imagine living in that state. And if that's you tonight, you know, the word is saying tonight that he is our peace. It's him. It's Jesus Christ. That's the only way to peace. You know, Jesus says, I am, you know, I am the way. It's just, it's just him. And, um, you know, I, I love that, that it's just simply this creator of the world who, as we were thinking about last week, who just poured out grace to us and kindness. That's, that's it, nothing but love for us. And that's the one we don't have to, you know, plead and beg and, you know, do all this stuff and have the, he doesn't put this list of this trip on us to go do things and then we'll experience peace. It's just a gift that he gives us, and it's him. It's him alone. And, um, man, I I try to confuse that so often in my life, you know. I don't just go to him for that. I try to fill my peace bucket with a bunch (laughs) of other stuff that really doesn't, that only adds adds more confusion to my life. Um, It's not until when I stop and I bow my knee and I say, Lord, you fill me up, that I have peace in my heart. Before that, you heard Dogs of Peace, period. (laughs) Song and band name the same. How often does that happen? I like that song though because it's talking about how you're out there running, out there on your own. You know the call of the spirit and the dogs of peace will guide you home. <laughs> I just think that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I just I get the idea like the shepherds and they had like their like sheep dogs and they oh, like yeah. go and round up the the lost sheep. You know, like in Babe. <laughs> Have you ever seen Babe? Anyway, that was a tangent. Um, but I cut it short, so that's good. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> Could have gone on. Like, and then there was that other movie called Gordy, which was like a ripoff of Babe, <laughs> but it wasn't as good. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Sorry. Uh, you didn't cut it short. You I just didn't. kept going. I know. I got over eager and overconfident, and bam. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this. Verse 14. I love how it says, he has broken down the middle wall of separation. Everybody's like, oh, I'll find my own way to God. You know, No, there's a big wall there. It's like the, the gates of Mordor. <laughs> You're not getting in there, buddy. The black gates of Mordor. And and Jesus is the only one that can break those gates down, man. And I, it's so great that he did that. He made peace between God and man. It's Jesus alone. You know, if it wasn't for Jesus' death and, and resurrection, there would be no peace and you know Brent was talking about how you know having that people try to find inner peace and and there's a reason why you don't have it and it's that you don't have Jesus in your life period you're never going to be at peace people try to preach like oh you know don't get all stressed out and don't get you know don't get angry we shouldn't be at odds with each other we should all just live in harmony and unity and just tolerate each other like that's it's not coexist. yeah that's not peace that's just <laughs> apathy basically (laughs) like people just don't care enough about what they believe in to make it matter that was with my hands up by fighting instinct and that's a great song just talking about you know another just an act of surrender you know if we're at war with god which is basically what it's saying in these verses you know when we're not god on god's side we're against him and we're at war The, the the carnal man and the sinful nature is at war with the nature that is god and coming out with your hands up, raising that white flag is where Jesus gets us to. When we see Jesus and the gift that he's given us through his death on the cross, we can't help but just raise our hands and surrender and say, I give up. 
I mean, it's there's nothing else that I can do to 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 you know just reject this this amazing offer of peace that you've given me. And you know, it's just if you want to be a real Bible student and stuff, you can go back and look at the offerings in you know in Leviticus and on all the different places, Exodus or wherever. And just talk, looking at the peace offering and all those different offerings for things, you know, making, you know, we have the sin offering and you, you offer the sin offering to, you know, atone for your sin. But then there's the peace offering where it's like, let's get back on the right step. Me and God, let's, let's, you know, there's been a divide and we need to get back and be at peace. And that's what Jesus represents is that any rift or any type of animosity between God and man, Jesus puts that back again he makes it you know it says in in second corinthians 5 that god reconciled the world he was on the cross pleading through jesus reconciling the world to himself that's who jesus is he's god's lifesaver basically throwing it out to us and saying come on come back to the boat you know i have it here for you and jesus did that willfully um and it's just an amazing thing we talked about that last week about the gift jesus is the ultimate gift of peace that you know the that God has offered us and it's up to us to receive that tonight. Yeah, he did it on the cross. You know, God had to sacrifice his son. He, it had to go that way. Um you know, it, it and it and it didn't it couldn't be about what we did, you know. It's like I was picture, you know, we want to we want to like get over the get over the wall, but <clears throat> we're too short. We don't jump high enough. Um we try to, we try, and we just keep getting more frustrated and more frustrated and more frustrated. And uh, meanwhile, you then this rope, fl- you know, flings over the wall, and there's Jesus at the top going, you know, and you just grab onto the rope, and you don't even have to pull yourself up. He just kind of pulls up the rope for you, you know. That That's the way it is. There's nothing that we can attain here. It's all about him being the one to bring that peace to us. Um, through, through the work he did on the cross. Amen to that. Uh, just thinking about Jesus being our peace and being the one to reconcile and stand in the middle. And It says in 15, abolished in his flesh the enemy. That is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create himself one new man from the two, thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross. You know, because God is justice, you know, we we were sinners. We are sinners. And, um, you know, since we were born, we got the sin gene passed down to us from Uncle Adam and Aunt Eve. And, uh, and you know what? If it wasn't them, it would have been us to sin. Um, and we have that nature. And by our very nature, we, were, we are at enemies with God. We are um, against Him. And... Um, he had to send his son, Jesus, to be the one to pay the price, to stand in the middle. And uh, we couldn't achieve it in our own strength. And I, and I think that's important for us to, to realize tonight because we continually try, don't we, to, to try to earn it. We try to jump over the wall. We continually try to do that. And it's not something that we're ever going to be able to, to achieve. Um, it is until we stop and give up <laughs> and Jesus pulls us through that we make it. Right, we're going to pause now for Station ID. You're unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was nothing but the blood. An old hymn 
done by Jars of Clay. Before that, you, you kicked off the hour with Transcend by Group One Crew. It's time for our unbelievable segment. And all this talk about war and walls makes us think of the Cold War and the Berlin Wall. And um, we're not history buffs or anything. But if history teaches us anything, it's that Rocky Balboa is responsible for the end of the Cold War, as demonstrated in the fourth installment of the Rocky series, which I have a, you know, I, I'll say that it's a running joke with my friends, but I think they're serious that they say that's the best of all the Rocky movies. And I think it's actually widely a wide opinion that people think that Rocky Four is the best, even though it's like so ridiculously over the top. It's, you know, it, it just everything is about it. You know, there's the big Russian guy who's all steroided up and he's like a machine. And then there's Rocky who's out in the woods, you know, cutting trees down and like carrying sleighs with people on them to train because he's like the American lumberjack. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's this like allegory for the entire Cold War <laughs> happening in a, a feature film about boxing and an Italian guy from Philadelphia. It's just really hilarious. And um, the best part of the movie, which is totally ridiculous, is at the end when he's like coming back and oh no, the, the Russian's now bleeding and all this. And, the, and Gorbachev stands up and starts clapping for Rocky and cheering for Rocky, the Russian cheering for the american that's crazy that is crazy that would never happen but rocky <laughs> the phenomena of rocky and the, and well, why people love that whole idea of the underdog i think you're right about it being the, the most famous one because you know i had this friend who was uh, from college who was a girl and she she like idolized rocky to the point where she wanted to get a black eye just so that <laughs> she could be like rocky that was like her goal uh, in life. It's on her bucket list. And at that time, I had not seen any of the Rocky movies. I was a little behind <gasps> the times. I know. And she was like, that's sacrilege. So she made me watch. She's like, well, if you watch any of them, you have to watch Rocky Four. And that's the one she made me watch. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, totally. <laughs> did you love it? Or did you, were you indifferent? Um, I was. I liked it. I just, yeah. I, yeah. I was like way past its, its you know, its era but uh, when yeah. I watched it. But it is timeless. It is timeless, especially with the '80s rock battle. And then I gave her, then I gave her a black eye. Yeah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like I made your dream come true. I like to go to bed with those Apollo Creed shorts, the American flag. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The altar life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power by Kevin Max, second half of a Kevin Max double play. Talking about Christ being our peace tonight and um, being the one who stood in the middle and tore down the wall between us and the Father and uh, being the one to, you know, through his flesh, through the cross, through the work he did on the cross, abolishing um, and getting rid of that wall that kept us from from God and... Um, you know, I just it's just a challenge tonight for us to look at ourselves and to look at the things that we're trying to do in our lives to attain feeling like we're reconciled to God, you know, and you know, I've we've all been in times where we've struggled, we've sinned, you know, there's something that's going on where we just feel like, you know, a little bit condemned to an extent, you know, it's like I'm never going to get free of this. It's not you know, we we just struggle and we we want the peace that we once had when we were saved, you know, the, the feeling of being forgiven and the feeling of being clean and washed. And um, sometimes it's a mental thing. You know, we get stuck in our own, you know, in our own sauce, if you will. <laughs> Just yeah. kind of like, oh my goodness, you know. Um, but 
Christ then always proves that he's the one that brings peace, you know, it, and we, we sit there and we think we're going to be able to figure out how to attain, you know, some sort of good feeling and, you know, that, that uneasiness is going to go away. But Christ, Christ always comes through to be the one that it is when I break, it's when I, my, I drop to my knees and I ask Christ to fill me and to forgive me. And, and I'm honest with him. And he, and he comes and he fills me up and he becomes the peace of my heart. He knocks away the sin. He throws it at the, says at the, the depths of the ocean, you know, and um, he doesn't remember it anymore. And he gives us a sense of peace that surpasses understanding. You're like, I don't get it. I should feel rotten right now. But yet you've forgiven me and you're, you've done that work again in my heart. It's not just something that ends after we get saved. You know, it's yeah. something that continues to, to go on. Yeah, I just, I've, I've been there, you know, I, I've, I, I can be there now, you know, we just go through these times when we, we think it's up to us and it goes back to what we talked about last week. And that's when we start to have that, like, it's like a down the blues, you know, we're like, Oh, God's angry at me or whatever, but that's all gone. When Jesus centers the picture, nothing we do changes the way God feels about us. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was the gospel is peace by small town poets, a nineties flashback. And isn't that true? The good news is peace. Bad news, not so much. But the good news, oh yeah. <laughs> Bringing that peace right on. And that's what we uh, where we left off in verse 16, saying that, you know, his body on the cross, putting to death the enmity, that that rift, that, that war that's going on between the, the eternal God and mankind and the sin that entered the world by man's choice. And when we choose Christ and to put our faith in the the peace offering of Jesus' death, that's when that that entire war just goes down by the wayside, you know, and, and the peace treaty can begin, the peace process begins. And as Brent said, you know, it's not just about when you get saved, you know, ongoing, you feel that peace and God providing it in, in times when you're like, I shouldn't feel peaceful right now. And then there's the flip side when you're like, oh, I need peace. I don't feel it. You know, God is ever working to keep our minds focused on Jesus, who is our peace. And um, isn't it amazing? Just the multifaceted aspect of the cross. You know, not only did it conquer sin and give us victory over sin, not only did it bring us into a relationship with Jesus, but it gives us peace when we think about it. You know, like we, when we meditate and focus on it and we come to the cross and bear our burdens and drop them there, that feeling of just burden, unburdened peace that we receive is unbelievable. And it's only by the blood of Jesus being shed that he's, those that are wandering afar off can be brought back, you know, the back into the comfort of the house of God. And it's just, it's a great feeling and a great, <sighs> that, <laughs> that sigh of relief, you know? And, um, he just goes on, he says, and he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near, you know, it doesn't matter if you're right on the edge or if you're like way out on the fringe, you know, it's, it's peace for you. All right. That was, you never let go stellar cart. And I love what Jeff was saying in that previous segment about, just doesn't matter where you are. You could be on the fringe. You could be right as close to serving in a church. Mm. Um, or you could just be kind of 
out in the sh- out in the field tending some sheep, <laughs> like the shepherds were, yeah. right? In Luke, you know, I was just thinking about how when Jesus arrived on the scene, um, the angels like appeared to the shepherds, and these shepherds, you know, back in the day were the you know the the um, the thieves and the dirty rotten scoundrels of the of the day and they were out you know sitting out in a field in the dark <laughs> with their sheep and um, these angels it says they they shone so bright that it must have blew the shepherds minds and what was their message glory to god in the highest on earth peace goodwill toward men i mean the whole reason he came the angels were so excited because peace now arrived you know um, heaven brought the Savior to the earth um, to bring peace. You know, and I think about the first message, the first people that were told were these shepherds who were out in the middle of a, of a field, the, the dirty, rotten scoundrels that they were. Um, those were the first ones. And I'm sure they brought lots of, un, they brought of unrest <laughs> to <Yeah>. people. <laughs> um, I'm sure they were restless themselves. And uh, I find it interesting that they were the first ones told, you know, yeah. um, of course, besides Mary, but, you know, just the, the first ones to hear about the Savior coming um, to bring peace to the wor- to the earth, to the whole earth, you know, it's available to everyone. And I love what Jeff was saying. It's not just, you know, the good old boys in church. <laughs> it's not just the youth group kids. It's not just it's it's to everyone. And um, so often we miss that. We miss that message. We look at the people that are in the world and we're, we get judgmental toward them and saying, you know, oh, they should be like doing this and that. They should be going to church like I am. They should We get self-righteous about that. And it's like, wait a minute. Christ came and he brought peace to the whole world. And um, he, he he's as needed for peace in the people who are the dirty, rotten people of this world. And... Uh, just like the people who are sitting in church. And in fact, the people who are dirty and rotten tend to be his first choice because yeah. the people in church sit up and think they're all that and miss the whole point because they're all self-righteous and uh, they think they had something to bring to the table, um, which is totally not true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, I'm just convicted by that because, um, man, I want to share that peace with other people and I want to experience it for myself in a greater way. That was the second half of a... Our Hearts Hero Double Play. That was because of the blood. And we had talked about that in verse 13, where it says we've been brought near by the blood of Christ. And um, Brett was talking about how, you know, the first message that was preached once Jesus was born was peace has now come from God to man. And I think what we do a lot of times is we we tend to look at that in a, in a uh, cute way. <laughs> You know, we don't think about, like, the real peace that God brought through Jesus being born. We're like, oh, everybody just gets along now, you know? It's fun. But, and then when that doesn't happen, we're like, wait a minute, I thought Jesus was all about peace. What's going on? But Jesus came to create that opportunity for us to just be completely, you know, it says, you know, we can go boldly into the presence of God. There's this, there's no uh, prohibition of us and God. You know, he tears down that wall. And when that happens, that's what gives us true peace. That's what Brent was talking about. He's like, you just, there's no more striving. There's no more like unrest. It's, uh, it's just that sigh of relief. Like I said before, because it's, it's finished. It's done. 
I can sit back and let God do the work. It doesn't mean that we're going to be surrounded by palm trees and drinking pina coladas and, and that's what life is going to be like. But when it comes down to the real business, when it's like, am I okay in God's eyes? Am I going to heaven? You know, is, is there anything between me and God that could cause separation? No, it's been abolished by Jesus' death on the cross. And, um, you know, we're almost out of time for tonight. Just to wrap up tonight, you know, just talking about Christ being the peace, being the one to reconcile us back to himself. And, um, you know, he came to tell us all about that. And, you know, in verse 18, it says, for through him, we have been given access by one spirit to the father. You know, through Jesus Christ, we can enter the, you know, Jeff said, enter the throne room. You know, we can enter into his presence. Um that's something we didn't have the opportunity to do before Jesus came. You know, we, you know, no one could be in his presence. You know, it's, it's crazy because, um, you know, people in his presence would just like fall down and, and complete. <laughs> and I think we'd be the same way. I think when we see it in the, get in the presence of the Lord in heaven, we're just going to fall to our knees. Um, but, you know, not in a reverent way, not in a, in a way of um, being scared out of our minds. I think Christ came as the as the sacrifice Christ came to to bring us to a place where we could um, fellowship with him and that's only he wants to be with us you know and that blows my mind that he wants to be with us and we have access to the father you know whatever we whatever on our minds we can go right to him you know we don't have to go to the priest you know we don't have to go and say a bunch of different things and do a bunch of rituals to get there you know we don't have to try to attain to try to be good enough so that he hears us. You know, there isn't anything that we can do that gives us better access, you know, and we have complete and utter access to the father. And so, but then again, we don't go to him. Yeah. You know, we kind of just stay in our own worlds, you know, and we try to make it on our own. Man, I want to spend more time with the father. I want to spend more time at his throne, you know. The work that he did was so weighty and it was so, it's so valuable, it should be so valuable to us that we just live in that sense of peace. We live in that sense of rest um, in him, you know, and that's, that's the benefit that he tried to give us and it's for us to attain it and it's for us to just accept it, you know, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Lord, I want that. Yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Yes, Lord, I want to come and, and have that access to the throne. Um, because I know that you did that work and it meant something to me. Yeah, let's, with that being said, let's go out there and try to put these things into place. You know, the next time we feel like there's something that is just bearing on our soul and it's just heavy, we have access. You know, there's no secret knock that you need to, it's not like the whole Wizard of Oz scene, like, no, you need, you can't come here. You can't look at the man behind the curtain. You know, that it's open. Just come on in. God wants us to. He's saying, come, come to me. This is why Jesus died, so that we could have this open communication, this open fellowship together. That's awesome. Until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Mm-hmm.